Well, good day to everyone. I want to welcome you. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that you have tuned in to yet another podcast uh, of the Mark 637 podcast. I greatly appreciate uh, you just setting aside time to open up your Bible and just do a quick little devotion um, with me. And, um, you know, today I, I want to share with you something that's been on my heart. Uh, you know, I want to talk very briefly, and again, this is just, you know, a little devotion. I just want to talk very briefly kind of about this war that happens on the inside. Uh, And I'm going to look at, we're going to look at a passage uh, or really a story in the Old Testament uh, that really tells us and really brings to life this war that is going on within us. And, you know, uh, a big thing, probably, you know, one of the biggest things we deal with as Christians is this thing called pride. Pride has not only kept people from accepting Jesus Christ as Savior, but pride has prevented people from living out Christian qualities that we're called to have. Right? you got to think, what Christian qualities should be evident in my life as a born-again believer? And I immediately go to... You know, Galatians 5, the fruits of the Spirit, love, right? How much are we supposed to love? We're called to love the same way that He loved us. How did He love us? James 4, 4 says, you adulterous people, don't you know that if you are a friend of this world, you are an enemy of God? That's precisely who we were prior to salvation, prior to placing our faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Romans that while you were a sinner, while you were an enemy of God, while you were hostile towards God, so much he gave his life for you. He said, I'll die for you. I'll pay the penalty that you deserve so you don't have to. Right? That's a Christian quality love that we're called to have, you know, peace, uh, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, you know, uh, uh, kindness, you know, it stands out to me. Kindness is being friendly. It's being generous. It's being considerate towards other, but that seems so elusive in our culture today. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the kindness of God, the love of God, the patience of God, the gentleness of God is impressed upon your life and now you are called to express that. And if you don't express that, what are you doing? See, when we think about relationships, uh, are we fostering this Christ-like mentality or are we allowing our pride and uh, our selfish ambitions and our personal opinions and our personal preferences to get in the way. And that's exactly what we see in a story about Moses in uh, the book of Numbers. If you have your Bibles, um, I'd ask you to open up your Bibles to the book of Numbers. Uh, It's the fourth book of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. Uh, So if you just go to the front of your Bible and flip over a few books, you'll eventually get to it. Uh, and if in Numbers chapter 12, I want, I want to read what happens. Okay, this is a, a really interesting story. In Numbers chapter 12, and I'll, I'll start reading in verse 1, and we'll go through about uh, uh, verse 3 to get it started here. It says, Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the uh, Cushite woman whom he had married. For he had married a Cushite woman. 
And they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very meek, more than all the people who were on the face of the earth. Okay, it says Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses. Okay, uh, I would encourage you, for the sake of time I'm not going to, I would encourage you to go back and read chapter 11 uh, of the book of Numbers and get a little bit more context and uh, story of what's happening here. But here's what you have going on. Miriam and Aaron are speaking against Moses. It's very clear in verse 1. right? They are criticizing Moses for marrying this woman. And I want you to think, what fuels our criticism? spirit of criticism come from. If you are critical of someone, ask yourself, why am I critical of that person? Why am I critical of that person? See, a spirit of criticism comes from the enemy. Negative attitude in the heart is seeking to tear down and to destroy. It's driven from jealousy and envy in anger, in hatred. It's driven from fear. The Bible says God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. Well, if the spirit of fear is not from God, then who's it from? It comes from the enemy. God's given you a spirit of power. God's given you a spirit of love. God's given you a spirit of self-discipline. Critical spirit isn't looking to love. Critical spirit isn't looking to love others as we're called to do, but it's looking to find disappointment. It's looking to find faults in, in others. The Holy Spirit wants to produce love. He wants to produce joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And so if those qualities are not being expressed, then where are we? again believer that's the fruit of the spirit that should be coming out of you those qualities and if they're not ask yourself where am I then you see Miriam and Aaron these are Moses's older siblings Moses uh, is a baby of the family and they confront Moses uh, about his marriage here and that's kind of what instigates everything here because uh, when you take a closer look at it that's really not what they're concerned about it was an avenue to tell Moses how they really feel. Right? They ain't concerned really about the marriage. What they really want to know is, Moses, why are you acting like God only speaks through you? Because he speaks to us too, is what they're saying. Why are you acting like God only speaks to you, Moses? Why are you acting superior than us? Why are you acting better than us? See, I encourage you to read chapter 11 because in chapter 11, you'll read that Moses didn't want to be the only one God spoke to. Right? So whenever you start comparing yourself to others, you start comparing your position to their position. You start comparing your finances to their finances. You compare your life and your family to them. That's going to lead to problems. Why is that harmful? Why is it harmful not only for ourselves, but everyone involved whenever you start making these comparisons. 
Because when you compare, right, there's a spirit of fear. There's a spirit of envy. There's a spirit of jealousy that's going on within your life at that point. It's this war that's happening within you. When you compare yourself, that's going to fuel that critical spirit. That's putting gasoline on the fire. And in our Christian walk, it's going to harm our relationship with God. And that's going to get in the way of ministry. you got to think, how does criticism of others, as a born-again believer, you have to ask this question. If I'm critical of someone else, how's that blocking the ministry? How's that blocking the kingdom? See, we lead and we serve in different capacities and you do things that I can't do. You can reach people that I can't reach. You know, the book of James, it talks about these passions that wage war within us and these accusations that are being made, these accusations that you make of someone, that I make of someone, that is being driven from this old self, if you will, these worldly passions and desires that Uh, that we are operating out of selfish ambition. And it says, and God heard this. God heard it. He heard these accusations. He hears every time you're critical of someone. He hears every time. We know, you know, the book of Proverbs and the book of Psalms, it's filled with verses such as, you know, God is looking at, observing all that we do and he knows us and he understands our thoughts and he knows our ways and he knows your heart and here you have a guy in Moses who is gentle who is humble who is modest I didn't say he was perfect but you got you have a guy I mean it describes him as gentle and modest and, and humble and then on the other side you have a people full of themselves who don't understand and don't realize that pride comes before destruction and an arrogant and a vain snobbish spirit comes before a fall and if we are saints we're called to imitate Christ who humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross what a contrast between our calling and how we're supposed to act and how we actually act See, Miriam and Aaron, they were, they were faithful, yet they allowed jealousy and they allowed envy to fester up on the inside. And instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to move, they suppressed it and say, I'm going to take it from here. I'm going to take it from here. All right, look at verse 4 in Numbers chapter 12. It says, And suddenly the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron and to Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. And the three of them came out, and the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both came forward. And he said, Hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream, not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak mouth to mouth clearly and not in riddles. And he beholds the form of the Lord. Why then... Were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against him, and he departed. So God, God calls all three of them to the principal's office. Right? He calls them, He calls them to come to the tabernacle. Which the tabernacle represents God's presence 
among the people. And God explains, listen, Moses has seen things. Moses has experienced things that others have not. Moses has been faithful. Moses has led you out of Egypt. He has told you every instruction I have given. Moses stood in the gap for you. Moses has seen the glory of the Lord. Moses and I have a special relationship. And if you're going to question and criticize Moses, then you're questioning and you're criticizing my judgment and my authority and my credibility. That ought to give us a new perspective of how we interact with others. That ought to give us a new perspective of our relationships with others. Because I think we act more more often than not like Aaron and Miriam. Someone is in step with God. Someone is serving God faithfully. Someone is walking in His will. But because we don't like that person, because we're filled with jealousy and envy, and because they ain't doing it the way that, that the way we want it to be done, that spirit from the flesh comes out in us. And then what's that say about our attitude towards God? See, we think we know, but we don't. And we're embarrassing ourselves and we're showing our true colors. And then we cause that person who is being faithful to doubt. God, I'm faithful. God, I'm, I'm, I'm loving you. God, I'm serving you. God, I believe I'm walking in your will. But I'm getting attacked from all areas. Perfect play. It's a perfect play by the enemy, destroying us from the inside out. So how, how do we overcome this? Look at the last five verses. It begins in verse 10. When the cloud removed from over the tent, behold, Miriam was leopards like snow. And Aaron turned toward Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said to Moses, O my Lord, do not punish us because we have done foolishly and have sinned. Let her not be as one dead whose flesh is half eaten away when he comes out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried to the Lord, O God, please heal her, please. The Lord said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, should she not be shamed seven days? Let her be shut outside the camp seven days, and after that she may be brought in again. So Miriam was shut outside the camp seven days, and the people did not set out on the march till Miriam was brought in again. See, when Miriam was struck with leprosy, which we know, of course, to be a skin disease, as a priest, as a Levitical priest, it was Aaron's job to deal with that. And what's he do? Verse 11. He immediately started to try to restore the relationships. He immediately started right you know jesus comes in the new testament he says if you got a problem with someone if you got relationship problems if your relationships have gone haywire fix it and do it quickly see the only way for this situation to be fixed is to confess your sins and repent turn back you've accused moses of acting superior you're filled with envy you're filled with selfish ambition you thought you were making a stand against Moses, but in reality you were standing against God because God was using Moses in a mighty way. See, leprosy was a disease that destroyed the skin and produced this foul, horrendous odor. It led to a a life of pain. It led to a life separated from the people of God. The same result with envy and jealousy and pride 
and selfish ambition. It produces a foul smell. Moved from the camp. She was removed from the presence of the people for seven days. I think that shows you how seriously we should take sin. How seriously God takes sin. But the good news. After those seven days, she was brought back into the fold. It's a sign of forgiveness. It's a sign of reconciliation. It's a sign of restoration. She was reconciled with God, but she was also restored in her relationship. See, that's a message of hope for us. When we confess our sin, even our critical heart, there's good news that he's going to welcome you back. But a critical heart separates you. You're called to live. A critical heart separates you from the life you're called to live. So how do you overcome this critical spirit? It begins by confessing and repenting, turning back, going the opposite direction. You were living a life full of hatred. You now need to live a life full of love. We're commanded to love God and to love others. And the simplest way to view this is to stop feeding the flesh and start feeding the spirit. Tearing people down. You need to start building people up. Start investing in others. Because you close out this podcast, you need to walk out with this. Forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness of the critical spirit that you may have. And then pray and ask God to help you guard your heart. In Jesus' name, amen.